Welcome to the very first podcast of The Futures View. Today's guest will be Siddharth Boudreau and will be hosted by Raghava Upaluri and Alec Chuck. In this episode, we'll be sharing a student's perspective on STEM and technology education and also entrepreneurship and how students can get a head start on their search for their passion within STEM and technology and sharing Siddharth's perspective and steps that he has taken on his journey. Now to the podcast. Welcome to the first podcast of The Futurist View, um, where we'll be talking about different areas, different emerging areas of technology, and with um, students, teachers, educators, and um, industry leaders, and also sharing the future of tech education. And we're here with the future, uh, Siddharth Bougelet, our co, our guest today, um, student at uh, uh, Urbana-Champaign, University of Illinois, Urbana-Champaign, and was a Eden Prairie High School alumni, um, where we have our first Futures Academy Club. And uh, we'll be talking a little bit about his journey and kind of the different, um, his experience with education in tech, the opportunities he had, and, and we'll go from there. So do you want to um, introduce yourself a little bit more? Uh, so yeah, I'm Siddharth Bruceley. I'm a sophomore studying material science and engineering. I'm planning on working on a, uh, I'm working on a minor in uh, economics at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. Um, and I connected with Raghava after he made a little post on LinkedIn, um, kind of talking about uh, like entrepreneurship uh, and like seeing that he was a high schooler being involved in entrepreneurship, I was very interested. Um, and I guess a little bit about myself, I'm working on a startup uh, called Camus. Um, I've been working on it for just, just over a year now and I have a mission to help uh, people with uh, limited motor function have easier interactions with technology. Um, and we've developed, a, we just recently uh, developed a prototype and um, we just got in, uh, accepted into the iVenture Accelerator, which is uh, a state-funded accelerator hosted by the University of Illinois, and it's like a 10-week intense program, and yeah. That's cool. That's cool. also want to introduce Alec, uh, who's also here, um, and uh, so yeah, that's awesome. So kind of like where I want to first get started is um, doing all this cool stuff in college, kind of what maybe like bring yourself back to high school, what was kind of like going through your mind, like in high school, like what were you looking into the future? Um, were you experimenting with different stuff and kind of what was, um, how did you, how did it come out uh, to uh, what you're doing now? So I think that for me, the biggest influences uh, as far as me like gaining interest in um, kind of an entrepreneurship path and then uh, going down the STEM field has largely been my family um i have some family who kind of have started companies were kind of uh, in an entrepreneurial path but um a lot of my influence came just from closely uh watching uh, elon musk and his uh various ventures whether it be tesla spacex and then one of the biggest ones was Neuralink. um and then uh i guess Another one would be the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, <laughs> I am a big listener of the Joe Rogan podcast. So, uh, I mean, listening to people like Elon Musk on there, 
um, and just people who are kind of involved uh, heavily in entrepreneurship and the business world go on that podcast. Yeah, I gained an interest in starting my own venture. And I think the biggest, so in high school, um, I took a very STEM heavy course load, uh, whether like chemistry, physics, whatnot. And I, at the time, had a deep interest in renewable energy. And I guess I had some ideas that I uh, tossed back and forth with some of my uh, teachers. But yeah, so kind of it's, uh, being surrounded by um, family who are heavily involved in STEM, have kind of entrepreneurial backgrounds. Um, and then people like Joe Rogan and Elon Musk have been influences in my past. So, yeah, so are you able to even just take us back to a more simpler time where um, you even became more interested in technology? Like when you were younger, what exactly made you gain interest? Um, I guess as far as um, helping uh, in the, I mean, it, my mission of, creating greater uh, technological access. Um, I mean, my interest in technology, I've, I've always been, I like, when I was like 10, 11, 12 years old, I was like jailbreaking my iPod, my iPhone. I was, I was I've always been messing around with tech and um, I guess I've been interested in this technology as a whole, whether like consumer electronics specifically. Um, but then, um, there has been kind of a bigger shift and there's like seeing how a technology will develop um, kind of into the future, like how we're going to, like what, what is technology going to mean in our lives? Um, just listening to that discussion, there are black mirror episodes on it um, on like how technology could potentially be involved in our future. Um, that uh, I guess is something that was captivating to me and I, took a great interest go in going down that field, yeah. Did you feel like you had an avenue or resources you could run to to go play with this technology that you were being exposed to? I mean, for me, uh, growing up like with the family I did, I was at least able to get my hands on a lot of, a lot of, a lot of that tech, like whether it be iPods and iPhones and, uh, that sort of, I guess in that sense I did, but um, within the community, like actually, I guess more extending my project beyond my projects, whether it be like jailbreak my iPhone and stuff, uh, beyond just, oh, me doing it for myself. There wasn't really much just because like, I mean, being in middle school and high school, uh, that was kind of the, the big thing. I did not find an avenue for uh, expressing that sort of creativity, whether it be entrepreneurial or not. Um, yeah, with the resources that my high school had and my middle school had. Why material science? Because uh, like a question that I ask like, a lot of people are like, a lot of people kind of like is interesting is like a lot of people like they kind of have like similar sort of like that they are, you know, hands on people like they like to go in, they like are interested in tech, like they're surrounded by tech and they like to go into it. But with there being so many areas in technology, like like mechanical engineering, robotics, like a lot of different areas you can go into, it's not always the clearest thing. Just being able to choose something, then being able to spend your entire life yeah. going into that. And it's a question that's like life's biggest question, I guess. Like when you're at least like in college and when you're like in your early career, like what am I going to spend all this time doing? Um, 
what kind of experimenting did you do or what kind of like kind of like hints along the way did that um, were able to help you answer that question or at least uh, be able to guide you. And uh, at the same time, how did like what kind of like resource at school, like where it was at teachers, what um, like resources were available within your reach that we're able to answer those questions for you. So loaded question. But. Yeah. Um, so I guess uh, to start off with like, why did I choose material science um, throughout high school? So I actually initially up until about 10th grade, I was in like, since I was in kindergarten, I was dead set on becoming a doctor. So I, I thought I was going to be pre-med. I had completely <laughs> different dreams. Um, and I mean, it was around that time. I was still like, I, I guess I gained an interest around ninth grade, just like in this renewable energy kind of, direct like this field uh i'm a car enthusiast and like seeing tesla and um kind of their projects and whether it be with the power wall with tesla solar um and there's this like a reading about that uh whole ecosystem of uh innovation um i got i was very interested in renewable energy and um i i, I was kind of between chemical engineering and material science but um Material science for me just was a slightly broader field, kind of allowed for greater flexibility. Um, now my startup has nothing to do with renewable energy. And actually looking back, I kind of feel like I made a mistake as far as my major goes. And I feel like a lot of people um, feel regrets, but the good thing is like undergraduate, like your actual major has, uh, can potentially have very little to do with what you actually do. It does provide a great background, but it's not going to be like the end all be all. Um, but I, I chose material science it was, I, and I'm, I'm fine with it, which is I'm not fine with not transferring out of a major just because it's such a broad field that covers whether it be biomaterials, metals, ceramics, electronic materials, it's very broad. Um, there, I definitely think that there was kind of a, a misconception in what engineering really entails. Now this is kind of going to like um, using resources, whether it be high school teachers, counselors, and this kind of people in the community. Um, I go to a very, the University of Illinois is kind of a very research heavy school and the material science department, uh, just like recently just looked at some stats because I'm looking at internships and jobs that I'd be able to take out of college. And I was looking at the various stats within material science um, and engineering with the department. And we in high school don't really get an understanding for how, I guess, science heavy uh um, or at least maybe I didn't get an understanding for how science heavy these majors really are. I had an idea that there'd be much more, much more application mm -hmm. uh, to it. But uh, at least within an undergraduate degree in my first two years, I found that it's really just covering like the super core sciences. It almost seems like, oh, our, like my AP physics class slightly on steroids and then AP uh, chem slightly on steroids. Um, and uh, that's, not exactly how I saw it uh, going. Um, so honestly, like if I was to go back and uh, choose a different major, I would. I'd probably do something like pure math or, um, yeah, math. Math is probably my uh, biggest go-to right now just because I'm, I'm, I guess I'm kind of interested uh, in like the econ math sector with what I'm doing. But besides, that's besides the point. But um, I... I think for me, choosing material science is largely determined from, yes, from conversations with my chemistry teacher uh, and my physics teachers, um, but kind of the biggest influence has been 
I guess my own personal connection that I have, whether it be friends and family who are in the uh, STEM field, that's, uh, I guess I was fortunate enough to have friends and family who are close that I can talk to about this type of stuff, um, who I, I was able to go to. Um, and yeah, they were kind of the biggest uh, factors in making my decision for material science. That's pretty amazing. Can you kind of give us like a visual of, of your path and kind of just explain to us what kind of steps you took to get to where you are now, you know, in terms of eventually deciding your major, going into college, you know, college is a, you know, a world of its own. So kind of how you navigated to where you got today and also like where you plan on taking this now that you're here. Um, yeah. So uh, I guess my journey to like deciding material science, um, I, was good at chemistry and I was like pretty decent at physics, um, both in like my like AP courses and then just like uh, when it came to STEM in general, I was I was I, I did well in my math class, I did well in my science classes. I guess from there, I yeah, like I said, I talked to a lot of my friends and family about um, different majors and like what that meant. So, so the one unique thing about the University of Illinois, maybe it's not that unique, but it's from the other schools that I also applied to. It was unique. It was the one school that I had to declare my major before I even went to the school. Um, and um, I guess uh, I feel like that was a, kind of a, uh, a tough factor in my decision. I, I didn't realize, oh, I might not want to do material science just because of how, how deep of an understanding I had of what I'm thought material science was like I had had several uh, conversations with um, my teachers and my uh, friends and family about what that meant it was ended up being a little inaccurate but um, I guess aside from like doing well in my STEM classes and just uh, having these conversations there wasn't much that I actually really uh, I took into account when deciding my major I also had the uh, realization that my major isn't the end-all be-all to my career um, if I do material science and, oh, I decide I want to do, uh, my career is going to be more in computer engineering, um, or electrical or civil. Um, I think I, I, I still have that option. Um, and I guess how I see my path going in the future, like I said, I've been working on a startup, um, and I'm working on a minor in economics. Um, so this, this summer I'll be able to, work full-time on my startup which i'm extremely extremely excited to do because we're going to have funding i'll be able to have access to a lot of resources whether it be venture capitalists um manufacturing like connections um i hopefully see my path being more entrepreneurial and kind of on the business side of uh startups just because i've gained a greater interest in um understanding these markets, doing primary research, uh, secondary uh, customer research, um, and translating that to what it should look like for my hardware development. Um, again, I, I, I don't, I don't want to, uh, from recent conversations, just because I've been kind of confused about my career, I've uh, realized it's, I shouldn't, I guess, have a dead set mm -hmm. idea of how my career is going to go. I'm really just trying to go with the flow. Mm -hmm. um, uh, taking up opportunities that uh, I guess come to me or that I find um, but I would hopefully see just because I'm very passionate about like the stuff I'm doing right now I would ideally have it be 
in this space, kind of this entrepreneurial and tech development space. I think that brings up like an, another interesting point. Like when you're talking about like all these different areas, as like you said, like economics, like entrepreneurship, and you also like math and like a lot of different areas. Um, for like an individual, it's pretty common to kind of like, at least like from a lot of people that I talk to, to kind of like jump around, try different things and like some things like try and then some things that work, some things don't. And the the interesting thing about like school though is like you can take all these different courses and stuff, but if you like switch majors or do something else, you have to kind of like start over a little bit. It's like you like that that kind of like process of switching and like doing all that. It, it like it it takes up a lot of time and energy, and which can be demotivating. But when you're doing like something, let's say like what you're doing right now with your startup, that's building you real world experience that is translatable between industries as in when you're working on this you're also building up your soft skills and a lot of those different pieces which translate so an interesting thing is like for you in like your case or for other students in a similar path being able to focus on that real world piece and really trying to um I know like a lot, like, like, like easiest, I guess, thing, like real world experience, like you're trying things out is like an internship, like being able to get an internship with a company, then you kind of like experience, like you actually like experiment, like by doing it. And then you are in like that, like that area. And when you're doing it, you get to see, am I, do I actually like this? And it's different from when you're studying it, like material science and when you're actually working in industry and, and, and like, material science so that like distinction i think is kind of important for someone to make in in their career when they're kind of like either going from different uh going between different industries or when they're going so yeah that's just an interesting thought that i have so i thought about that so um at least like within my major so my school has like a very robust entrepreneurship program we have like thousands millions of dollars worth of funding dedicated to it uh, which is kind of why i chose the school i did um, the only thing I've noticed is, um, within my school and kind of perception, uh, is that the best way to get experience is through very formal, um, experiences such as, yeah, internships, like they definitely are very helpful depending on the kind of what path you're going down, like internships, uh, formal research, but, um, so yeah, last winter I got to participate in a workshop for the Silicon Valley Entrepreneurship Workshop. I was selected of like one of 25 students to go to Silicon Valley. I got to tour several companies run by alumni from the University of Illinois. I got to meet uh, like people from like small startups, um, like new startups, and then uh, also like bigger companies like Malwarebytes. I got to meet the co-founder of PayPal and uh, a firm. Um, Tom Spiegel at C3IoT, um, kind of big names too. And one of the biggest themes uh, that I like kind of understood from that trip, um, so just going back to like the, there's an idea that um, internships and research, like while they're very good experiences are kind of the best and only ways to gain that out of classroom experience. Uh, I was heard, I was told otherwise, the, um, by a lot of these entrepreneurs who, I mean, like, they're successful, like millionaires, billionaires, they know they're kind of, they've had some level of, I guess, a good understanding of what they're doing. Um, they had, they said, like, the best thing to do is to do side projects. Um, 
like whether it be passion projects or like uh, any type of side project, especially in a college, is the best time to do it um, because there is no consequences to you experimenting. It's like the worst thing that happens is you have le- you get less sleep. Um, maybe you have a box here and there, but um, so that's kind of why I was really driven to do a startup. I had I don't like. Yes, I would love for it to be successful, but ultimately, if it's not success, successful, what's the what's like the bottom line is that I yeah prototype. I had several customer interactions. Um, it was like a full startup experience and like very in depth business experience that none of my uh, classmates have. Um, and actually, so I mean, the startup has really just gained traction within the past couple of months after I added a couple of people to my team and we got into this accelerator and we were kind of gaining funding but um last summer i did an internship i was a product management intern at a company in prairie minnesota um and it was a very it was it was a very it gave me a very good understanding of what i guess internships are like what um a corporate workplace is like and i mean it was a 12-week internship and uh on face value i got to write on my resume as a product management intern i launched five products i um developed several like customer booklets i held i um calibrated many of our devices i really gained a, a deeper understanding but uh of like the company and the products but i guess comparing that to the type of experiences i've had with my own startup that was all kind of uh fueled by my own passion is much it was there's a large disparity i would have thought in this 12-week internship um i would have gotten much more out of it. I can't even describe what much more would have been, but um, in I, I expect that in like this the next ten weeks that I get to work on my startup, and just from like the concentrated times I've had to work on the startup, it's going to be much more in depth experience. Where um, what does it mean to launch a product? It's going to be um, talking to the various engineers who worked on it in this large corporation and then developing some of the booklets for it and then calibrating it and that sort of thing. For me, it's gonna be, I'm gonna be from scratch having to build this, uh, build our product, uh, figure out manufacturing partnerships, um, finding funding for it and the kind of understanding what's needed to, uh, like what, the, what a good price point is, doing, having all the customer interactions, understanding what their needs are. It's in the next 10 weeks, like, that iterative process and like full business ex- like development experience is there's this there's this public perception that that's reserved for oh when you are like the leader of r and d in some big engineering company um and that's just not really true you have a lot of uh, as students on campuses we have these opportunities um and yeah i mean I mean, that's just kind of the point i want to make this is like it's not exactly what a lot of like your professors are going to say one thing and um, then business leaders are going to say another and your parents are going to say another. It's uh, yeah, I guess they're not all quite correct. Yeah. It's like for something like that, when you're going through that process, you kind of like see to like all the different like areas and variables to it, because you're not just doing your piece you're doing kind of like all the parts, especially in entrepreneurship, which like entrepreneurship itself, it's like, it's like, you're kind of got to have like knowledge within like all those areas and then surround yourself with people who are specialized Mm -hmm. in the different areas. 
And that's like the way like I see it. And like a lot of it's like also making sure you really identify the problem and all those different, different areas. And I would say like, as a student, I feel like the key is this, you just want to always make sure you're learning and always doing the kind of experimentation that as you said, like if you do some sort of entrepreneurial venture, you get to really see um, what areas of this do I like? What, what, uh, what do I like? What I don't like? And that, yeah, that shapes kind of your next step. So I definitely think like the route that you're going on is like really good. And like, that's what really brings you to kind of like that next level in terms of your own self understanding. Cause it's not really like, a race against anyone else is exactly. like a race against you. And then like with, with um, all that, like just hearing you speak, I know you said towards the beginning, you know, kind of coming out of high school, you felt like you were kind of pressured in a box to decide a major before you even got a chance to explore, or even got real world experience. And then now you're talking about, you have this startup, you're in school, you know, halfway done. And you're talking about, you don't want to really, determine what your future is going to look like because you want to just go with the flow so coming to that understanding how kind how would you kind of look back and what kind of changes would you make or maybe even for future generations ahead of you what, what do you think um as a society we should do to prepare students because you know you said that you feel like you gained more lucrative and better world world experience working with your startup versus going to college being in courses or ter- certain internships so what do you think that we need, like, what kind of shift do you think we need to make as a society? Yeah, um, just a correction. I think I had a more intellectually lucrative experience with my startup. My uh, internship paid very well. And that's <laughs> kind of what a lot of the motivation is or why, like, I would even want to do an internship at this point. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I think uh, if I was to kind of do it again, um, well, Assuming I still chose the University of Illinois, just, I mean, like, I would still probably choose it just because of, like, the robustness of the ecosystem mm-hmm. as far as entrepreneurship goes and kind of catering to my interests. Um, the biggest thing that I think a lot of us students have a misunderstanding of is how much your major really determines your career opportunities. I think for within college, um, like, when, st- when companies are at the career fair, they do like i mean i understand there's a big uh, difference between like a computer science major and an english major or like an electrical engineering major and say like a music education major like they obviously won't be able to have the same careers but um i guess like for me like for within engineering like ultimately as an undergraduate you're i'm going to be graduating with an engineering degree and that's really all it means because we have most of us haven't gained in-depth experiences within our fields um so I think we need to kind of take our major with, with a grain of salt to a certain extent. I mean, like if you want to study some sort of engineering, study some sort of engineering. Um, but beyond that, I think um, we, oh, I think, and this is kind of a theme that's been, uh, that's existed like for several years um, and like decades is to kind of think out of the box of like for what your opportunities are and, it's a very basic uh, idea, but um, like these internships, these research opportunities are going to be at face value, very, I guess, um, I guess uh, appealing. Um, and it really depends on, I guess, what you want out of your career. Uh, and there's, there's nothing wrong with it, but there are definitely a lot of people uh, who kind of just want to 
make a lot of money and live their life outside their career. I definitely want to have a career where I can see the uh, positive, positive impact I'm making on people's lives. Um, however few or great that many of those lives are. Um, but um, so the, yeah, I think everyone should kind of, and this is kind of one of the uh, reasons why I even connected with Raghav is I wanted um, like the high school, Eden Prairie High School to kind of uh, encourage more creativity. Um, and I've kind of talked about this with you guys before, but like at the high school, I saw like we have our robotics teams. We have our, we have several uh, pretty, uh, I guess, engineering heavy, science heavy teams that have several resources. They have several like pieces of equipment. They have a lot of tools uh, that um, are really cool. My problem was, and I mean, there may be reasons to it, but um, I think it's still possible that uh, I and a lot of people definitely had a lot of, we were very curious people, a lot of interests, um, whether it be startup interests or just passion project interests that could have really benefited from using like these 3D printers and these shops and stuff that were specifically dedicated to these teams. I think um, just from the level, of, if the high school and like our community kind of supported those types of interests more and realized that a lot of these experiences are going to be much more valuable than um, your science and uh, th then like the a science project that you have to do um, or like the English paper you have to write. Um, these kind of avenues for creativity are going to be the biggest uh, drivers of understanding what kind of career you want to actually be in, um, what a lot of these, um, I guess, understanding what kind of work you want to be doing um, and kind of like what you genuinely want to get at, what you want to get out of life. Um, for me, I guess in high school, what would, have been, what would have been the ideal situation is I had kind of this water filtration idea. I'm sure it's already a thing, but I had this idea that I wanted to, I guess, play around with. And, um, and after talking to my teacher and kind of uh, emailing a couple of people, it was basically concluded that it was not really possible for me to utilize any of the school's resources uh, to, um, I guess, work on this idea. And I understand, like, I mean, I was a 12th grader. I wasn't really very uh, um, knowledgeable about a lot of these topics, but um, maybe it was me who was the problem, but um, I, I doubt that they're out of, like, the history of the high school that it was, there's no one else who I guess was knowledgeable enough to tackle a lot of these issues before college. Um, because in high school, like there wasn't much opportunity for creativity or like kind of, um, I guess, allocating resources towards creativity besides clubs and teams. Um, but then I came to college and now I have, for some reason, be, being a senior in high school to a freshman in college is a big change. And now all of a sudden, freshman year, I had access to some seriously expensive pieces of equipment like 3D printers and uh, laser cutters. And just like, a, I, and I, I gained access to like one of our computer engineering open labs, which is open 24 hours, seven days a week, where I get to go do any sort of hardware development I want. A bunch of free stuff, literally for all of us. And um, I understand. Not free, I mean, yeah, I, I guess I am paying for the expensive tuition, but um, <laughs> ultimately, uh, yeah, I mean, the difference in resources between high school and college is huge, and 
um, I think if there is more room for creativity within and within like uh, middle school, high school, I think people would choose very different careers. And I kind of definitely know this from a lot of conversations I've had with friends who now in college are exploring different paths and are exploring different mm-hmm. fields. And they realize, well, maybe I shouldn't have majored in this. Maybe I shouldn't have uh, chosen this school even. Um, because once, uh, I mean, we're, if we're such young like people, there's no way we are able to determine like what kind of uh, career we want to go down starting as a like first semester senior in high school. So true. It's like, as again, like coming back to the same kind of like theme, it's like, you know, like it's all about like, you know, what you experiment with. And as what you were saying, it's like that creativity. Like I see that totally like in our school too, like Eden Prairie High School, um, not really opportunities to really collaborate. And as you said, like you had like that idea, like that water filtration idea. And so what if it failed, you know, like if it experience. failed, that's a learning yeah. experience they can use for the next ones. And that is what allows you to go to the yeah. next one, the next one. And just allowing that opportunity to even try that out and be able to do that and is an experience within itself that you can use to the next one. So, yeah, I totally agree. And allowing you to work with like other school uh, students that are interested in maybe not the exact same thing, but something similar that can like, mm. we can collaborate on is that collaboration piece is really important too. Cause there's not really like a class or anything where you can just like kind of brainstorm and just like think about different solutions, different ideas and just um, bounce off ideas. Hey, this water filtration idea, you think it'll work? You want to try it out? Like, and like kind of like discuss different things. Like I know I've done that with, um a lot of like my uh just like friends like um within like futurist academy um i had like some crazy ideas and just being able to bounce it off other people who are knowledgeable mm-hmm. and be able to get more insight about that and when i actually do try it and get more um then i get like more insight what if i share that so if i try it and then i share that then yeah, other great people can give me feedback exactly. and, and stuff like that exactly and great great networking pieces I would say you would agree like that's yeah. probably one of the most important things too um, within college or just what you're doing is to be able to network and share ideas, share thoughts and, and collaborate. So yeah, that really, yeah, yeah. that kind of puts it all together kind of. Yeah. I think the theme is um, just like if we're <laughs> the, the most ideal picture would be like, we have half the day dedicated to uh, our classwork and then the other half can be dedicated to projects. I know there are other high schools who have like, um they spend like like a month at the end of the year for seniors they get to uh just do some sort of passion project and they have to deliver some sort of results um yeah i i i wish there was more space for creativity within like the um i guess grade school experience um yeah that would have that definitely would have a huge impact on like my i guess my decisions and a lot of my uh, friends and people I know is like decisions as far as what their career would look like. Yeah. Passion is definitely the motivation towards success for sure. So would you like to give a quick shout out to your startup company? Tell us a good detail about it real quick. Sure. Before we wrap it up. Yeah. So um, uh, Camus, it's my startup. I, I've been working on it since January. And like I said, I have a mission to help people with uh, limited motor function, have easier interactions with technology um and we don't have a website yet if you want to follow my twitter it's c-a-m-u-x labs um but 
basically, we're developing a device that would allow people with limited motor function or not uh, have uh, be basically be able to use mouse function without the use of their hands. And we're kind of doing this with eye tracking, some uh, other forms of uh, non-physical input. We just uh, uh, developed our minimum viable product, and we're looking. We're about to start doing kind of more hardcore uh, hardware development, uh, creating our own device and developing a PCB that works for it. Um, and I am very excited to say I can do this as a sophomore in college because. This is like a very rare opportunity that a lot of people don't know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'll be working out of the iVenture Accelerator at the University of Illinois. Um, and they give, they, they fund your startup. They give you uh, several resources. And I get, it's a very unique opportunity for me. And um, I did decline my internship so I could do this. Um, wow. And yeah, I mean, I'm not, I don't want to talk too much about it just because like there's a lot of uncertainty as far as like what mm -hmm. this product is going to look like. Um, what technology we're even going to be using and um, which customers we're really focusing on. We're definitely focusing on people with disabilities, but um, that can mean a lot of things. And, yeah. but yeah, it's, it's been a great, I guess, learning experiences. I've gotten to uh, like hire three uh, engineers um, and work along who get to work alongside me. Um, yeah. That's awesome. Yep. And that's, Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you have any suggestions or want to hear someone on this podcast, please email us at mail at futuristacademy.org. And if you want to learn more about Futurist Academy, you can visit always visit our website at futuristacademy.org. And with that, we hope you can join us in the next podcast. Thank you.